I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Kevin. Hey. We have much uh, to talk about. I got about. nothing besides hey. Just That's a big old right. hey. <laughs> With squeaks, honestly, I'm just happy to not have squeaks as like random at the beginning. Then I don't know what to say. <laughs> There's a lot of editing around squeaks sometimes, so I'm happy with the haze. <laughs> today we're going to be talking about Epic Games getting a massive fine. We're looking at DC and some of the latest changes over there. We're going to be talking about this latest thing coming up with AI versus artists. And then we have some of the state of the network stuff. But we haven't heard from you lately, Kevin. How's life been? Dude, life's crazy. Still working, yeah. you know, full-time job. Just got a, a, a little pit bull puppy. She's three months old. Her name's Ahsoka, which is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, she's a little, a little rambunctious pit bull, as you'd imagine. But yeah, life's, life's good, man. Still selling, slinging video games, starting to get into the comic books. And yeah, life's great. Busy, That's but it's great. Awesome. And then you still, I mean, your house is pretty new to you still, so you have all that going on, which that never ends. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> it's yeah. like 20 degrees outside, and inside this oh room God. right now, you could never tell how cold it is outside, so it's it's awesome. I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> At 20 degrees outside, oh, as a California guy, like, that just sounds like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, it, this is definitely the coldest it's been in, like, my lifetime, I believe. Oh, my it's God. It's nuts. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you're in the middle of an ice, like a ice storm. You actually, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not right actually, now. yeah, it's not actually the coldest it's ever been here, but it's it's damn cold with the wind yeah. chill. Oof. Oh shit. Um, okay, so real quick, we're gonna go over a bunch of stuff in the network because, of course, at the end of the year, we always do that and kind of talk to you guys about what's coming up and what you know changing. Uh, but before we do, in case you guys don't stick around, the newsletter, the the company we hand out the newsletter from is going out of business this month. So. We're moving over to another company, but in that process, there might be a little bit of a transitional hiccup. So keep that in mind, guys. If you're like, where did my newsletter come? Please let me know. I'm supposed to get all your guys' emails. I haven't yet. So we'll see what's going on with that. But you might need to sign up again. I'll make sure to like throw it out on Twitter and all the other places. Uh, the other thing is all the shows are taking a break, including headlines, uh, until January. Just everybody's going to enjoy hanging out with the family and stuff like that. So like late first week of January, they'll start coming back up. We have so many interviews booked up, so there's no way I can let those hold on for too long. So trust me, they're coming back soon. Um, all right, I think that's about it. Let's go ahead and get into the news. We're going to start things off with Epic Games is fined over $500 million for quote unquote tricking players. This is actually in two parts. So there's a $275 million fine for violating this Privacy Act for children. Um, and that's basically because like the 13 year old kids and under were communicating and dealing with adults the same way. Like there was no protections for them at all. And then there's a $245 million refund for the user interface being a little too tricky. That was kind of like, you know, those battle passes are tricky to click around. And I know I've messed up in the past. I'm sure you guys have too. And so not only do people were accidentally click on stuff, but Epic wasn't like quickly returning the money. What do you think about all this? Have you experienced any of these problems in the past? I haven't played Fortnite ever. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've always thought... It, I've been an internet person since I was probably 11 or 12 years old. We all grew up with the internet, and it's definitely evolved to a place where most places are not safe for children without parental uh, supervision of some sort. I The the first half of that with the, the children under 13, uh, like it's... It's so strange that Fortnite's been like the biggest online game for however many years now, maybe outside of World of Warcraft, I'm not sure, but it's been like the biggest pop culture game for a while now, and it's just now getting to a point where people are doing something, like the FCC is doing something about 
kids not having protection online with it. That it seems odd. Like an odd, like it's convenient timing because they're going through the lawsuit for the uh, tricky uh microtransactions like oh let's just add this let's to add it, it to or it. yeah <laughs> yeah it, i i don't know how to feel about that one personally i, I kind of in my opinion too like i know my parents watched everything i've watched made sure i didn't like you know helicopter parent a little bit right and so i'm all kind of like i mean are the parents not responsible for any of this why are they not watching oh. what their kids are doing obviously we probably should be teaching in schools like how to be a person online because that's something we didn't have as kids growing up but that should right. be a class is like hey this is what a social security number is don't hand it to anybody um i you know it's like home ec class i'm not doing home ec classes anymore but yeah anyways uh i kind of put it on the parents a little bit too but yeah in other ways like yeah facebook or uh, fortnite you know where all your money's coming from you gotta make sure that there's like a level of protection for the kids um i just i've seen so many tiktoks where like random kids are playing with famous streamers because it's all randomized and these really cool TikToks, but now thinking back at it, I'm like, oh, that's right. That's a 13-year-old or under that's on a stream going out to millions. The parents have no clue about that. So it's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And trying to explain that to a parent that has no idea what TikTok even is or what a streamer is, is insane just in and of itself. Trying to think of someone who's probably older than us trying to wrap their head around Dr. Disrespect posting a video on Twitter of him playing okay. with some... 12 year old kid which is already kind of problematic in and of itself probably it really, but you picked the hell of a streamer for that one by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the first one that i thought that i thought of because i've seen tiktoks of him playing with kids asking yeah. him if he yeah, they're actually entertaining videos but they're yeah, actually I wouldn't some want... of my favorites they are funny as hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i wouldn't want my kids uh in that kind of environment but on with i know the... daniel would he's such a big dis dr disrespect fan <laughs> that, that tracks yeah. <laughs> uh, the 245 million dollars refund like i i'm glad like th there needs to be some kind of repercussions for doing stuff like that uh, mm -hmm. epic is obviously not a forward-thinking company as far as uh, being customer-centric goes and everybody knows that about most video game companies they're not customer focused and i don't know if 245 million in refunds is enough there might need to be some kind of fines on top of that but right right I'm not a legal expert, obviously. Yeah. But UI tricking, what does that like fully entail? Just like well, kind of making things unclear or it, it, no, what I, when I was reading about it, like it's straight up like looks like gotcha gaming. Like all the you know, all the mobile apps when you're playing and stuff like that. That freaking vampire survivors guy, by the way, on mobile. Woo, it's got my soul, <laughs> folks. And so and then just like, oh, watch an ad to double your gold. Well, of course I'm gonna watch an ad to double my gold. But if that button was replaced with like pay a dollar to what to double your gold, and I'm like, I did just make 12k in this thing. That would be really amazing. I might press that buck, you know what I'm saying? And that could be kind of like addictive or almost like like that could be the part that they're talking about. Okay, okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It's like at, at that point, it's kind of on the consumer, but yeah. if it's I mean, there's gambling restrictions in every state for a reason. So there should be kind of restrictions on that kind of stuff. Cause that kind of stuff is addictive and they try to make it as dopamine rush as possible oh, when it comes to that kind of the extra dollar here extra dollar there and it adds up and it's intentional so i'm glad that there is some sort of repercussion for that for sure yeah it, but that's been like gamification has been a thing for so long there's a south park on it that's like probably 10 years old about them doing that like that's how it's funding canada basically in their south park world and yeah i mean it's just something that's kind of why are we just not getting this fine just like with that other one it was like why is this under this kids playing fortnite thing just now coming up it should have already been coming up. 
But maybe, maybe we're seeing laws starting to finally catch up with how fast technology is moving because there's all kinds of things out there. Like we're going to be talking about AI versus artists. There's actually a, a lawsuit that just went through that's like, oh shit, that changes the game. And so maybe that's what it is. Maybe we're finally seeing the courts and stuff like that catching up. Yeah. It's, it's a fast world, folks. We're just trying to live it. All right, we're, yep. going, <laughs> we're going over. To, that sounded almost cool enough to be Ferris Bueller's Day off, but God damn, I can never do it. All right, we're going over to DC, guys. Of course, it's crazy over there. James Gunn's, you know, knocking the house down. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that's going on since we've talked last about it. First off, there is a new Superman movie, and it's going to be written by James Gunn. That, I think, is amazing. The part that everybody's shocked by, Henry Cavill is completely out as Superman. And he even put out a little Twitter or uh, Instagram post, uh, a paragraph or two. It was a little bit uh, sassy. I'll throw it out there. But I don't blame the guy. Like, he just got hired in October to be Superman, and he's already out. So that kind of sucks. But yeah, new Superman movie with James Gunn. What do you think he could bring to the role that we haven't seen before or to the movie? The fact that Cavill is not a part of it anymore, I think James Gunn is trying to do something entirely new that we yeah. haven't seen in a movie before, which is exactly what DC needs. Like, I hear me out i know there's a ton of dc super fans that are out there that maybe not super fans i don't know if dc has a single super fan when it comes to the movies anymore but oh yeah they got the snyder there's some snyder bro that's driving their car now listening to geek freaks just raging in traffic <laughs> so i want this guy that you're talking about to calm down and hear me out for a minute <laughs> so i have not seen any of the dc movies since the uh the christian bale batman trilogy oh shit okay <laughs> and even then i didn't finish it i only saw the first two so it's that's right i forgot about that <laughs> yeah there's no point for me to like be like okay i can jump in at aquaman and not have it be like well i don't i haven't seen it it's compared to the mcu like i wouldn't jump in at this point without watching all the stuff that came before it but the stuff in the mcu is more critically acclaimed people typically like it more it's also segmented so like you could jump in at a certain segment and feel okay. yeah yeah uh why would i jump into the older dc stuff that either isn't good or just isn't relevant anymore yeah with a brand new refresh it can get people like me who i'm not a big comic book guy i'm not even a big marvel movie guy i just watch them because they're the big movies you know it could get someone like me and there are you know i'm, I'm just a generic white toast their milk toast yeah. mother effer right <laughs> right around here so like there, there's sure millions that, yeah. of me <laughs> yeah. uh get people like me on board with a brand new dc reboot don't compete with uh with marvel like they like you guys talked about on geek freaks last week or the week before whenever it was that they're modeling it after star wars not yeah. marvel get other people on board with watching a different style of superhero movie and if this first one does does well all of them that follow if they're in the same universe it's going to give more consistency to everything and make it more coherent and easier to want to watch the next one yeah you did a great job bringing back that star wars thing because it's exactly this right if we're thinking dc then superman maybe batman but really superman is our skywalker so we have to have him perfect that's if you think about it like kevin feige was to write the next marvel movie you know that that, that movie is going to be really important so think of how important this is for them if they're going to have the guy running the show, writing it, it's going to be big. Um, I think they first off, they said this is going to be him in his early years, but not an origin story clarified that. But I think this is going to be our tentpole moving forward. 
And then, you know, we could have like our Obi-Wan Kenobi be Batman. I just throwed it out there. I'm okay with all of that, really. <laughs> I also really trust James Gunn with it because the, the just watching the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and then especially the holiday special on Disney Plus. That was fun. That thing was so good. It wasn't like you don't have to watch it. It's not must see, but he totally gets whatever universe he's he's writing about, whatever uh, genre it's in. He fully gets it. And he just he puts his whole soul into what he's making. And I I'm not a fan like a fanboy of James Gunn. Like I, I have no horse in this race whatsoever. But I like James Gunn enough to be like, OK, I could watch a Superman movie that he writes. And then that might be the, the jumping off point for me to watch Batman or Aquaman or whatever other movies that they do in the future. You know, that that holiday movie, you know, what it reminded me of was a Star Wars holiday special. It was like, <laughs> you know, it just felt wacky enough and like, hey, it's in this universe. Right. So that's cool. And so you're just on board with it. And it just didn't fit. There's they're at a bar partying for a while. And I was just like, that would be cool to be partying with Drax. OK, I'm OK with this. You know, yeah. That's basically it. It was great. Loved it. Uh, Henry Cavill already has a new gig. He's going to be in Warhammer 40K for Amazon. It's a whole new series. He's also producing it. Are you familiar with Warhammer or like at all? It's way too. It's like DC for me. It's too big. I, there's no point yeah. for me to jump in at this point because there's just way too much of it. So, no, I'm not. Shout out to the TikTok commenters who have been giving me some ideas. I guess Dark Tide is a great place to jump in at. So I'm going to try out Warhammer Dark Tide. Start picking up this lore. They, one of the guys really pitched it. He said it's like this because I said, oh, yeah, I like the armor. It looks like Starcraft. Like. Actually, Starcraft's basically based off of Warhammer. I'm like, oh, sold it. <laughs> okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> and then he says, so and then that's actually based off of Dune a little bit too, Mike. Perfect. Is Dark Tide like one of the video games, or is it like a se segment of the tabletop slash video game slash books? It's I know one of the video Warhammer's games, and everywhere. it's one of the most successful ones, I guess, and it's real recent, like this year kind of thing. Okay. And so oh, okay. they said, like, that one's a really good lore builder. And then I guess the next one's going to do that, too, that's coming out in 2023. Um, that's my main thing is the lore is just so much. It's like trying to jump into Star, uh, Star Trek. You're like, but where? Like, I would tell you not to go to TOS, really. You know, that's not the place to start really anymore. But, you know, that's where you are. So this is kind of a tangent. But I know how we talked about Assassin's Creed now coming up with this whole universe idea. Yeah. And they're just branching off into this whole universe of Assassin's Creed stuff. And I don't know if that would work. And I'm not all on board for it. With Warhammer, on the other hand, that universe has been there it's it's there right now there yeah the tabletop rpgs are massive most of the video games are pretty huge there are books and comics all over the place for this series so for any tv show especially for an amazon budget i think that warhammer is probably going to be good that being said i hope they keep it small because i think one of the problems with lord of the rings is they kept it they made it so big and grandiose to try to impress us it was like honestly i want to see like that the fellowship when you just have the small group going through a force together and growing together. That's the part that I loved. So yeah. keep that in mind, guys. Deadpool is really good because it had no budget. You know, what I would like out of a Warhammer 40K series is honestly an anthology show. Do oh, like a great idea. They, they have like a they have so many different like Warhammer 40K, like Space Marine, I think is one of yeah. them. Dark Tide just have they have different properties that could be different genres that they could do a different uh, show or different episode of each episode, a different show for each episode. I think that'd be great. I, I'm going to I'm going to play the game. I might even like read up some of the I think there's comic books, too, and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to dip my toes in that universe, but I'm hopefully don't get scared because there's a ton of lore. So anyways, <laughs> the idea is that Harry Cavill's got work already. It was like the next day he's got work. So yeah. nobody stress out about that. The next guy we're worried about, right? We got The Rock 
he's Black Adam. The movie was supposed to be this like relaunch for the old version of DC. And right away, people are all freaking out because apparently The Rock like unfollowed Warner Brothers on Instagram. And that's apparently how we decide news now. <laughs> it's <so freaking> ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, the two had a meeting, him and Gunn. And essentially, Black Adam won't be a part of phase one. Or chapter one is what they're calling it, but really phase one for the DCU universe. But they definitely want to still think about it in the future and bring The Rock on board. Now, I know you haven't seen Black Adam, but how do you incorporate some of that old world? He didn't really touch too much of like Justice League or anything like that. He didn't really touch any of that. So how is he going to bring this back in together? Like you, you're ditching everything right now. How do you bring something back? I, I honestly don't have much of an answer for that, but I think just having The Rock tied to something or having uh, Dwayne Johnson as he, he, he doesn't like to be called The Rock in public Good anymore. luck, buddy. <laughs> I fell in love yeah. with you in the 90s, my friend. You are The Rock. <laughs> yeah. If you smell, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think just having the rock tied to anything, even if it's not going to be right away is going to catch attention. I don't think you need to necessarily tie it to the black Adam movie that just came out. I don't think anything needs to, to be tied one. to anything in the past. Yeah. I, uh, th- it's been done in so many different franchises before. You don't need to even pay homage to it. If you don't want to uh, you just can neglect that it even happened and just make a new one. It's fine. I like that idea because, yeah, there's a, the big thing. Spoiler alert, guys, you haven't seen it. There's a, there's a Superman cameo with Henry Cavill at the end of Black Adam. So that's kind of the one thing tying it down. And um, but yeah, if you were to just be like, look, Black Adam now exists in a new movie that doesn't have to do anything with that last Black Adam movie would be best. Um, I think that'll work out well. OK. Froze to James Gunn taking over. Let's leave on a, on a helpful note with this, because I think there's a lot of people out there that keep harping on social media. Oh, the world is ending. What are some of the pros you see with James Gunn taking over? Some of the highlights. Like I mentioned before, he's he puts his all into whatever he's doing. He totally gets the universe that he's writing for 100% of the time. I have faith that he knows how to write yeah, um, and direct. Like, he knows how to create. He he might not be the, the massive visionary of a Kevin Feige or Dave Filoni at this point. We don't know if he is or not because he hasn't been given that opportunity up until now. Um, I, I just think a reboot is is nothing but good news for fans and for potential fans. Nothing but yeah. good news. I, I like the way he works with an ensemble cast. We see it with both Guardians of the Galaxy and Suicide Squad. And I think he has, he does bring comedy to everything, which I know is kind of a problem. Taika Waititi as well. People don't care for how much comedy yeah. they bring in. I understand that, but I, I enjoy it myself. But um, yeah, something like Suicide Squad, even the harshest moments, there is something chuckling in the background. And with Peacemaker, if you guys haven't seen Peacemaker yet, it's wonderful work. And that's really going to show off how he's going to handle Batman, really, if you watch Peacemaker. And so, uh, and he stays true to the comics. We always complain about that, right? Well, shit, they were fighting Starro. Of all, all the villains in DC to fight, you're telling somebody who's going to be loyal to Starro, a giant walking starfish. <laughs> he did it. He actually did it and with a big budget and everything. So the guy's going to be loyal to the comic books. And I think in the end of the day, comic book fans, that's what you have to hang your hat on. Not the fact that just a random actor is not a character anymore. We have to look forward to the future, I think. So I'm looking forward to it. If I had to do it with Star Trek, you guys can do it with DC. That's all I'm saying. Oh, but boy, we complained. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> but now we're over it. Now we're mostly some, over some, it. Some of us, some of us are they over it. They did have to change Klingons after one season of Discovery, but yes, we're, <laughs> we're over it. Um, all right, our next subject here, guys. Uh, we've been having a lot of discussion over this on Twitter. Uh, the AI versus artist. 
Now, on one side, we have we're in a community of of content creators. So when AI can help us with some things, like I won't call out names, but we do have a friend of ours that's currently working on a new album art completely designed by AI, and it looks stunning. But we also have a lot of comic book artists that we interview and stuff like that that are also following us and whatnot. And so they're actively protesting or working against AI used as art because it could take their job. Off the top, I'll just right off the glance here. What is where? How are you siding on this? Where are you going with this? I love the idea of the future of AI. I think that it is the future of technology, probably yeah. in general. Um, trying to fight it is it's like trying to fight the Internet when it was in its infancy. There's no point. It's going to be it's going to be a thing, I think. Um, I there is a delineation between AI and like human made art. And whether or not somebody with an untrained eye like myself can tell the difference, which most of the time I cannot, especially like abstract art, I can't tell the difference. The AI still learns the art from human artists. Mm -hmm. So there is definitely a fear of people losing out on art commissions because somebody can just go to Stable Diffusion and have a cheap, uh, a, a, a free, I should say, a free AI yeah. made picture of anything rendered, but... I, I don't know. The the human touch is still necessary for art to be art, in my opinion. Yeah. And you could tell like right now, that's the thing, too, is we're going off of like right now stages, which is like, yeah, AI art eyes never look 100 percent right. Things like that. Right. There are some hells. Hands look terrible in AI. Right. But I know for myself as a human artist, hands are tricky. But nevertheless, <laughs> um, so I, I'm assuming that eventually AI is going to nail it. It's going to be perfect eventually because it's going very quickly now. and. It's a little tough because I'm like, AI as an assistant, I already have as an invaluable tool. I would never want to lose the AI that I currently use now. And I'll explain that in a little bit. But how I, I'm having a hard time trying to justify like, yeah, how would an artist completely do this? And how do we create laws to make it okay? So first off, we just had a, a court case go through. There was an AI drawn comic book and uh, it was released and it had, you know, a, they had associated a copyright with it. But the, co the copyright was just stricken down because they claimed in court that a copyright could only be given to human-created creations. So the artwork didn't count. But then I'm like, okay, let's extrapolate this out a little bit. The person who created the AI, would they be considered an artist? Because they gave it the tools to create art. I, that's a dangerous road to think about. Know, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> the the one person that uploaded uh, this AI thing suddenly owns everything it created would just be, uh, that's that's terrifying in and of itself. I think it's it's kind of it's kind of like the fair use thing though, shouldn't it be? Like you can use things that other people create as long as it's, I mean, making a whole comic book out of AI art. I could see how that would lose its copyright, even though you're still constructing it in a way to make it a cohesive story. And yeah. that story should still be your own and it should be able to be copywritten. But yeah, I, 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 I lost track of what I was saying. Well, yeah, but the, the collaboration there is, is interesting, right? Because like when you're making a comic book, the person who's writing the story is not necessarily, well, I mean, that could be done with AI too, actually. That really could be. Oh, shit. Yeah. But... <laughs> But then trying to communicate like, okay, so I want this to look like this. You have to give that input into the AI artist to make that happen. And, right. And so there is like, it, it, like the artist now becomes the director in a way. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that, like, like I was saying, like putting that all together does take some form of creativity, whether or not you have artistic skill. 
shouldn't necessarily limit the amount of things that you can create, especially with the tools that we have with AI. I don't know. That's that's tricky. Yeah. That being said, of course, again, we, we've interviewed many artists and the, the years of work they put into their craft. Yeah. For then the AI to learn from immediately and be able to mimic is like, well, shit, there goes a year of my work that went into your immediately learning. So it's, it just doesn't feel good. Um, yeah. Going from there is tough. Let's talk about how we use it here at Geek Freaks. Okay, so if you guys haven't noticed, about the last two months, month and a half maybe, of headlines, they're starting to sound a little bit classier than normal. So I use ChatGPT, which thank you, Panda, for pointing that out to us. And every morning when I wake up and start working on headlines, I basically am just getting down a bunch of notes from different sources. And I try to read those, or I try to reference them as I'm reading and make it sound decent. Well, now I put all my notes into ChatGPT and I say, summarize these for me. <laughs> and it makes it sound like a freaking nice paragraph. <laughs> I'm still doing all the notes. I'm just like, hey, can you make this sound like a person would want to listen to it? And then I, then I take that and guess what, guys? I go on our website now because we have all our scripts are now on the website. And I read, matter of fact, that article you're talking about, AI. And I read off nice. my script. Again, I provided the information. I just had it do the cleaning up part of it. There are things I edit out of it afterwards, too, because sometimes it doesn't do this right or I don't like the way that sounds. And we go from there. How much credit do I get to take from that? I mean, I did the source material, but I didn't do the cleaning up. Yeah, I that's that's so that's tricky. It's like making a movie with no actors, like using like fully AI voiced actors and like where where is the limit and what does the limit mean like what's what is yours at that point and what is ownership of something that yeah. an ai constructs it's i don't have an answer to that what's crazy i'm not is, smart enough as a limit is for us to put onto it because it's not going to be done by the ai because there's right. a matter of time before the ai realizes like it can realize eventually probably quickly but like hey every morning search for these key terms, find out news for those terms and news things that are being announced, put it into paragraph form, use one of those really cool voice ones that you were just pointing out to me, have those set up, put it out on a podcast, that's an RSS feed, that's easy enough, and Frank's done. <laughs> Frank yep. doesn't have a job. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm what the middle do you know, man for now. <laughs> your morning geek headlines are read to you by the voice of Barack Obama or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, that Biden one came out. I mean, I couldn't believe that. Shock shook me how much that was crazy. It sounded like Biden is a trip. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was actually thinking about that. Well, that's a project for another time. Basically, we're gonna have Santa Claus on the on the podcast next year, and it might have to do with AI. <laughs> we'll have to see. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it is very tough, and I think we're. This was the year where we saw AI like wake up, and next year is the year we're gonna see how we're gonna use it, and how we're gonna control it. Uh, it is super scary how powerful it can be because, again, like the much I'm using it right now is basically just to take my sloppy work and make it clean. But, I mean, I know that the, it can evolve past that quickly. And um, let us know what you guys think. Are, are you siding with AI on this? Are you thinking AI art is the future? Do you have any ideas of how it can be curtailed? And what are your opinions? And I know if the comic book artists are listening to this right now. I mean, like, let me get on Twitter. <laughs> and they're going to be <laughs> upset. So I, I totally understand. And I personally think that the... Just one more thing to cap this off here. Of I, I think uh, for the AI art, I think there is going to be a limit to it at some point. Mm -hmm. It, when I say that, what's the limit? I'm talking like 
AI in general and what are the possible future uses of AI. Yeah. That's what I'm excited and terrified the most about. Um, specifically with art, I really do hope that there, there's got to be some kind of limit. Because, I mean, there's limits to human artistic work as well. So, And it learns from what we do. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that jobs are safe from oh, AI boy, the way in, safe. in oh, art. Boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I can't say that because I'm not in that like that field or in that realm, in that world, but I mean, maybe it's just hopefulness that I, I hope that that's true. Using chat GPT the last month or so has been the first time I've been like scared because <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it is kind of freaking crazy. Like one guy was talking about how like, so I used chat GPT. I gave, I told it like, Hey, how do I better at my SEO on this website? The, Chat's like, okay, let's do this. And then like they work together to make his website freaking way more successful. And it was like, you work together with it really cool. That's awesome. But like another guy was like, you could say, hey, this is my body weight. I want to lose weight. I'm allergic to eggs. Da, 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 da. He's like, okay, well, let's start with this. And like totally like works with you to create a diet program and an exercise program. Yep. It's like, that's like the sunshine version of this. But think of how much it's thinking ahead of you for all that. It's just, it gets scary how far and fast it can go. And one of my buddies online, oh my God, it's great. He went to an AI artist and he said, hey, I want a picture of Warren Buffett holding up his bank statement with his pin code printed on it. And so it drew four pictures of that. And it was like, and I want it to be eligible on the paper and stuff like that. And it like wrote numbers and stuff. And it was like, where did it get those numbers? <laughs> None of them were the right numbers, but eventually they will be. That's the point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's head into headlines. All right, we got only five headlines this week. It's very short because, of course, it's the holiday season. Only James Gunn's making news. Let me know if there's anything you want to talk about, and then we'll go deeper into it. First up, Death Stranding is becoming a movie that is in the works. God of War series is in the works as well, coming to Amazon. Amazon's clearly stepping it up. Reeves and Keaton have been confirmed now through the comic books to be in the same universe. They're Superman and Batman. Uh, next, Studio Ghibli. I know I'm saying that wrong, announced a new movie. It's called How Do You Live, based off a book from the 30s. And lastly, Aladdin, the live-action movie, is getting a sequel, and it will be an origin story, or an original story, will have nothing to do with the animated movies anymore. What do you want to dive into? Let's start. I'm going to start from the top. Um, okay. I might not hit all of them, but starting from the top, Death Stranding movie. I have no interest in the video game. <laughs> I want to watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like it, the movie super it, I'm super interested in what it is just because I have very little frame of reference for what the video game's about it just looked like very boring mechanically to me so I didn't play it Ooh, I'm not excited it. for the sequel yeah, but, but very the high story, concept sci-fi I like that idea yeah yeah exactly and uh, I'm guessing Kojima has something to do with the movie oh, I don't oh, know they gonna get the money yeah, yeah. oh yeah so I, I I'm I'm excited about it. Well, I don't know. What do you what do you think about it? You didn't play the game either, did you? I didn't either, but everybody who's touched it so far says it's like amazing. So eventually I'll play it. I actually do own it. I just haven't played it yet because of course who has the time anymore? Right. But it does look cool and there's like some time travel stuff in it, and I'm such a sucker for time travel, so I'm gonna watch it. But yeah. Nice. I I more sci-fi shows, great. That I would I'm never gonna turn away a new IP in sci-fi. I'll always embrace it and give it a shot. That'd be cool. Next God of War series. Yeah, it, let's do it. That is I I'm, just, I'm I don't know. I'm kind of the opposite of the way I am with Death Stranding on this. Like I've played the games. I still haven't played all played through all of Ragnarok. 
I don't know if I need a series. Like I, the games are a series yeah. already. So I don't it, need a series, this... but I need other people to see the stories. My thing. I can't stand how much <laughs> I'm like fair. trying to go to Jonathan. I'm like, Jonathan, this is the best example of fatherhood ever. <laughs> like, and he's like, Oh yeah. When I've got 60 hours, I'll maybe play the first one. Like, Oh, stupid. <laughs> I think where I would be interested in it is if it's not live action, which I'm guessing it will be. It will be. Yeah. Okay, that see that that kind of takes it away f- for me a little bit. Like I, I kind of want it to be an over the top, not quite anime cartoon style, but maybe like a a DreamWorks Pixar style of animation. But even like a cartoony, like a hand drawn look, I think would be, even though it looked like a kids show, I think that would be badass because you could do so many things with it. You could go back and forth between the. The, uh, the Norse mythology and the Greek mythology and then wherever yeah. it, like having flashbacks like the game did and not have to have such a high like budget and make it look all polished which I don't know if Amazon's even truly capable of making a show look and feel great outside of the boys I guess right, the boys yeah. is perfect the boys yeah. is perfect but and they keep it grounded enough I, to where they don't need to use too much CGI like it's mostly right. grounded yeah but I, I'm not excited for this. Maybe I will be when it gets closer to being a thing that is yeah. here. But I, I'm anime not excited would be for smart. it. Anime, actually, the combat wise would be really good for anime. Um, right. I'm picturing with the Blades of Chaos spinning around and being all over the top yes. action like the first set of games was. It was all over the top. They're telling the story of the 2018 game, by the way. I figured. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm imagining anime's version of him like launching from the tree line, all of a sudden him coming down with an axe on some like wild crazy bear. Like that just feels <laughs> yeah. like something that would be in an anime. What if what do you think about them if they did use the original cast? Like keep Christopher Judge as Kratos, yeah. but have him that would I, He's I love trying Chris to be Judge. it, by the way. He wants to be it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And <laughs> by the way did you see his acceptance speech at the beginning of the I, game I, well i fell asleep at one point i woke up he was still yeah. talking al pacino's legs exactly. almost gave out so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> poor pacino man hey, did you look guy, at his face he was just like oh uh. i've never seen a more out of place person in my life he does not yeah. belong there <laughs> me, and, me and kyle were streaming that together it was just like what what are you doing buddy but that yeah. was the longest speech ever <laughs> That was, and he still is like, I didn't have enough time to thank my wife, I think is what he tweeted after. <laughs> and I got cut off before I could, it's like they tried playing him out for like three minutes straight. They did. And it just, he would just keep getting louder and louder. Yeah. <laughs> it was awkward as hell. What was funny is you could tell like normally you cut him off after a minute. And, but yeah. like there was like, oh, we don't have music for this because we didn't plan on this. So it's like somebody's like, quickly get your iPhone, plug it in to the stereo system. Let's go turn him down. But yeah, it was, uh, he's, he's a legend though. But I think. Yes. He's been working out. He's like showing the pictures like, look, I could be Kratos. So, I mean, I'm down. And Atreus, that kid is a killer actor. I mean, I know that he gets foreshadowed or overshadowed by Kratos, but Atreus was such an awesome character in this game. And I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Uh, you want to go over all of them, or you just want to... <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah, let, let's go over let's all of them. Okay. I have no opinion on this Superman-Batman thing, because I, like I said, I haven't Personally, as somebody who grew up with like Michael Keaton, Batman, and then watching, of course, the 70s Superman's all-time through uh, reruns, so I, I just love the fact that they're in the same universe. And what it was was Flash, Red, was like checking up, going through all the different worlds, like checking off different things, and then it was this world, he checked off like, oh, this is the world where Batman's wife, or Batman's parents were killed by the Joker, which is Michael Keaton's Batman. And um, 
Superman and Supergirl, the only two with superpowers on the world. And that was this one as that's these guys. And it was like in saying like, this is world eight, six, eight, nine, two or something like that. Or no, seven, eight, two or something like that. I don't know, whatever. Um, so it was just kind of cool to think like that Gotham and that Metropolis live together in the same planet. And it's just like, that's cool. Cause they actually re they brought back both those characters in their own comic book runs, short ones. They were like, Hey, oh. this is what would happen if we kept making those movies. And guys, Billy D. Williams, they got Billy D. Williams to play Two Face. Like he was entire, he was supposed to be Two Face, and he is a phenomenal Two Face in the comic books. It's so cool. The story is whatever, but he's a really great Two Face. When was when were those comics? This year, made? they 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 just finished them like last month. I might need to see if I can track those down or at least get the trade of it because it's that that issues, really yeah. interests me. Yeah, it's literally Holy called shit, Batman so cool. eighty nine. And then the Superman one's like Superman 72 or something like that. Oh my God. That's so cool. That, yeah. that actually excites me. I haven't been excited about a comic book in a long time. That, that, that excites me. They introduced his joke or his version of Robin too. Like what would Keaton's Robin be? It was totally cool. So yeah, please check those out. That'd be really neat. Um, and then, okay. Studio Ghibli. Now here's the thing. I have never watched. I, I have watched Howling Castle. That's it. And I know Kyle's like, when the fuck are you going to watch these? <laughs> I haven't watched them though, so I, I do need to start watching those. Maybe we'll make that part of something we do in the future. I don't know. Have you watched any of these? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, one, and I can't think of the name. I think it was actually the same one that you watched, but it could have been uh, like Princess Mononoke or something. That yeah. I've seen either either one of those, and I can't remember which because it wasn't at my house and it was already playing at the. It was at a friend's house and he was already watching it when I got there, so I don't remember what it was, but. I love the art style, and I'm so glad yeah. you keep pronouncing it because I I would pronounce it Studio Ghibli, but it I don't might know. Be that. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm sorry, I have no idea. The um, I'm actually on the hunt for a Switch copy of Nino Kuni, which was originally on the PlayStation Three, and all the cutscenes were made by Studio Ghibli for that. And I think the story was actually written by them as well. Oh. And I it's it's a straight up Studio Ghibli style video game though but the story is that and yeah i think that's a large gap in both of our <laughs> it's a big both of our knowledge that we need to watch yeah by the yep, way it's yep. howl's moving castle so right before you guys press send on that comment just remember i've got it wrong and i'm correcting myself now it's howl's moving castle <laughs> not howling castle that's how far off i'm but yeah it's one of those things where it's like okay i know that they're so important to anime history that if i am gonna yes. watch it i gotta put the phone down and stuff like that and it's just you know it's one of those things i gotta focus on i will watch them eventually maybe that'll be my 2023 Revolution I know Scott from our Patreon, our Patreon supporter, Scott, he's probably listening to this right now and being like, Kevin, I cannot work with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a friend of mine in real life. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, he, yeah. Him, Scott. Probably not after that comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, lastly, Aladdin, the live action series movie is getting a yes. sequel, first of all, and Let's it will be it. a completely original story. What are you hoping yes. for this? Oh man, this is great! Like I, from the original uh, movies, the cartoon movies that I liked the first one. I didn't like the others after that. Was there one or two after that? I think two there after were, that, those Actually, Return of 40, Jafar and then, and then the Forty, 40 thieves. thieves. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't like either of those. The fact that they're not basing these off of those makes me even more excited. Um, I love the cast, like the casting mm -hmm. choices for not just obviously with Will Smith as the genie, but. I, I loved the entire cast. They they fit the roles perfectly, I thought. I'm excited for it, actually. I'm not excited for live-action Disney stuff, but a brand-new story in the Aladdin universe excites me. And I'm hoping this kind of just unchains them, right? So they could, like, really dive into something 
I don't know the original books, but I know that they're way different than anything Disney's done. And so yeah. they're a lot more edgier, right, of course. And so let's tell some more, like, edgy stories based off the actual folklore of the region. Yes. This is that culture. Hell yeah. 40 Thieves is based off that region, a story from that region. So maybe don't make it based off of the movie, but tell the story of the 40 Thieves, the real version of it or something like that. Like, this could actually be amazing. Like, I know, God. Yes. I, my references are not great, guys. I know, I'm, but Prince of Egypt, or not Prince of Egypt, uh, Prince of, God damn it, Prince of Persia was like so cool. Cause I was like, <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? That's embarrassing. But Prince of Persia was so cool. And I know it's like, Jake Gyllenhaal is definitely not Persian. Um, but it was super cool. It's like, oh man, look at the sand, the way it does it, the, the dagger. Oh, it's dope, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, well, we're not going to get any more of those movies for a long ass time. My other reference is Mummy with Brandon Fraser. I like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. That's what I'm saying, guys. We need more. <laughs> Brandon but, Fraser could be the Prince of Egypt. That'd be okay. I'd be okay with that myself, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he could do anything right now. It's amazing how all of a sudden he's like 100 oh, yeah. redeemed. I gotta watch. He's that like, movie. He, he he's like just under Tom Hanks in the limelight of I know the spotlight right now. Yeah, <sighs> it's so good. Yeah, Demore Aladdin. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's wrap up headlines. We're going to be moving into the state of the network. All right, guys, we do this at the end of every year. We go over some of the big changes coming up in the future. This is something the patrons get a lot, but get kind of more monthly if I'm on top of it. <laughs> Not 100%. Um, but you guys get it at the end of the year. And uh, we're adding some shows. Some shows are going on a break or going to reduce schedules. So keep in mind that as well. But let's go ahead and get into everything here. So first off, Geek Freaks is going to continue as it is now. I think we've gotten a really good cadence. This cadence we've been working on for four years now. I can't believe it's been four years, but the idea that we like discuss four major, three or four major topics, go into headlines. I like that myself, and I think that our feedback has been pretty solid on that. You know, um, the full length uncut videos because our YouTube guys. I've tried. I've tried. We're not going to cut down the YouTube at all. We're going to do the full-length video of the YouTubes going up uh, on YouTube, and I'm going to upload it on Twitch. So you guys can actually watch it, the past ones on Twitch, because I, I think that's the future. Um, at, speaking of our YouTube, it's all about short form, folks. I can't believe how much uh, uh, under-minute video just dominates in comparison to just a few views on, like, an hour-long video. I, I'm the same way, so I can't blame you, but, yeah. Outlast Podcast returns in fe late February. That's the new season. So keep in mind that just finished up and was was wildly successful. We boy at the Christmas party. I didn't know how many people like listened to Outlast podcast, but they had so many comments. Uh, so that was fun. Pushing buttons and Trick Freaks, both your shows, uh, taking a bit of a break for a while. They're they're returning on their own terms, but it's going to be uh, reduced schedule at least for Trek Freaks, and then pushing buttons is going to be adjusted a little bit, right? So we're we're looking at something a little different. Yeah. Pushing buttons is probably going to have a few swapping hosts. Kyle's probably going to be a mainstay. I'm not going to be there as often, I would imagine. But the the spirit of Kevin in pushing buttons will survive because I will be there from time to time as well. Um, I, I you're also going to be on pushing buttons a lot, like you have been this this past six months or so, right? Yes, but we're also trying to make sure it's not as much because I know like there's been a lot of Frank on the network filling in for other people and stuff like that lately. I get right. that, folks. I know it more than you do. So uh, we're trying to phase that out, especially since we have a new show coming up. There'll be a lot more of me. So we're trying to phase me out of the other shows where I've been filling in as much. So that's what I'm saying. Pushing buttons will be will be coming back. It's just that we're switching around some host stuff like that. So I'm, we're working on that. Um, and then Trek, Trek Freaks, Freaks. Go ahead. Trek Freaks, we're uh, changing the format a bit. I think we mentioned this on an episode of Trek Freaks, the yeah. most recent one, which is a month or <laughs> one so of, ago. Probably the most successful episode is Trek Freaks, by the way. 
It's just really? talking about the future of Trek Freaks. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So I, I yeah, super excited about what that's going to be like. We're pro- it'll probably still mostly be uh myself and Jonathan. Uh we we'll get some guest hosts from from time to time. I'm positive of that. Um but it's not going to be TOS all the way. It's going to be jumping around. We're going to be talking about oh, all things Star Trek so current and old. Yeah. It, it it's going to be great. If you're a Star Trek fan, check us out over there. We'll be back sometime early next year. Somebody like recreated in Minecraft the Orville and uh, was showing off the medical bay. And it's just like, Oh, please send me that file. I want to be in there so bad. <laughs> oh, boy. oh man. Speaking of Kyle, he's going to be leading level up level up is coming back. It is by far our most successful show. Uh, here's the problem guys. It is by far the most time consuming show to make. And so <laughs> Kyle's leading it now. Um, he'll be bringing it back. The first episode is going to be on Cyberpunk and Scott's from our Discord, who's been on this podcast a few times, is going to be joining him for that episode. Um, it's going to be on the main main Geek Freaks feed as it's always been. Plus, it's going to be launching its own separate feed as well. And the goal is for it to be monthly. Kyle is the best guy to run that. I mean, I couldn't think of a better person for that. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to be tagging in on that a lot because I love Level Up. So... It's going to be great. I'm kind of hoping the same thing for myself, too. But uh, to your point, Kyle has the most analytical video game brain of any yeah. of us, I think, here at Geek Freaks by far. Uh, uh, maybe with Scott. So having him and Scott on the first episode yeah. <laughs> is going to be fantastic for that. So, st- yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. That is going to be awesome. Yeah. Round three is going through a major rework right now. Uh, we had recorded about five, ep- no, four episodes of theirs. But <laughs> one host basically had to move to L.A. because he's an actor now. So that's great. Daniel, guys, you guys know Daniel he's, or Dan. He's an actor. So shout out to Dan. Great job, man. Congratulate, congratulations on that. Uh, and Sean's now in Arizona. So like just hugely big moving things. And we know what that's like with with <laughs> Kyle. So they, they're going to basically rework the show. And Tyler's in charge of that, of course. So we'll let you know. I just talked to Tyler. Uh, he's ecstatic on trying to figure out what the future of uh, round three will be. So keep that open. Nothing's changing with Disney moms, but shout out to their major success. Uh, they are kicking butt. They are. Um, they're just doing a really good job, and I I get so many compliments about them, so that's always really good. Uh, and we might have all their mics working at the same time again. I swear to God, they they actually record three times more episodes than you guys hear. You would not believe how many times they botch it. I've had to take it up smoking because of them. I mean, it's just terrible because I need a smoke break. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, man. Literally, their number one hashtag is hashtag them. save Sarah. But please listen to them. They're great episodes. <laughs> Uh, from the pages is going to be remo- uh, changing to a monthly show instead of a reactionary show. So the idea behind, uh, from the pages is like, oh, Black Adam's coming. It's a up. comic book. Yeah. So yeah. like when Black Adam's coming up, we did one for Black Adam. But instead of doing it like waiting for the next big movie to come up before we talk about something, we're just going to do one each month. And if there's no big movie, we'll pick somebody at random. We'll do Iron Man or whatever the hell. Because I really like those episodes. Those are fun. Uh, Geek Freaks interviews are booked up through March. You guys have already had them coming out. We have some guest hosts coming in for actually doing the interviews, which is a lot of fun. Tyler's got two of them. Uh, one of them just came out and another one coming up soon. And uh, actually, I got to talk to you because I think I'm going to have you do an interview that I think you're going to want to do. So that'll be fun. That's remind me after this. All right. Here's okay. the big one, guys. Okay. Here's the big one. Sloop is getting scratched. It's getting replaced by a whole new show. I think the name we have so far is Challenge Accepted. We've been kicking back names back and forth. You guys are very familiar with Thomas from the Joystick Show. We've had him on here a few times. Me and Thomas are launching a brand new show that's going to be twice a week. Guys, I'm telling you, this is going to be a big new show for us, right? So the first one is me and him challenging each other back and forth on watching 
a specific episode from a specific show, any show, uh, or a specific movie. The idea is that the other person has no clue about it. If they do know about it, that's fine. But yeah, just watching a random show, it's going to be heavily segmented because we find that the segments make the shows funner. You know, that transitional music, to me, they seem to be more successful. Um, the other half of the show is going to be the reactionary review show. Reaction is where we're going with on that one of like, hey, here's the latest episode of Andor or Hot D or whatever. We're going to be doing the reviews for that, too. That sounds very familiar to you guys. Listen to Sloop. So basically for the Patreon aspect of Sloop, bonus episodes and early access going there. So you guys will still have something advanced or separate exclusive for you. It's just that Sloop me, being my solo project is a little bit difficult. Having somebody to talk to, especially somebody as knowledgeable and as dedicated as Thomas, it's going to be a blast. You guys, if you guys know Thomas, you guys know that adding that firepower to our network is only going to improve us. Oh, new YouTube channel, Geek Freaks Radio. All the Geek Freaks podcasts, the audio-only version is going to be uploaded to this one channel that you can just like press play and it'll play them all on that one channel and they'll be done by playlist based off that podcast. So if you want to listen to everything that's pushing buttons, you just press play on the pushing buttons one, it'll play them all, and it'll be in one home for everything. And it'll be audio only. So that'll be that'll be cool. It's the Geek Freaks Radio. And that we'll have that, we're gonna to try to have that playing like 24-7 at some point. Like have it to where it'll just like stream endlessly. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Final thing, and I wanna just I know that there's gonna be people complaining about this. About the first 50th episode 50-ish episodes of Geek Freaks are finally gonna be sunsetted. This is Frank strong arming himself on something because I can't stand those damn episodes. They sound terrible. Our audio is rough. And I know that there's people who've listened to us from the beginning like, no, those are great. No, they are poison in my veins. They're being sunsetted. <laughs> so you will still be able to listen to them for some reason if you want to on Geek Freaks Radio, that new YouTube channel that's coming up. Uh, otherwise, by the way, that's going to launch uh, mid-January, the, the Geek Freaks Radio. But, and so will the sunsetting of those episodes. Otherwise, they're gone. It doesn't make much sense for us to have this quality mic and new listeners come in and listen to that first fucking episode. It sounds god-awful. So that's what it is. Um, that's it for us, guys. A whole bunch of stuff. Anything you want to comment going forward? Uh, get a puppy. They change your life for the better, make you so busy that you have to stay away from podcasting for like two months, and then you get to come back and have one awesome episode. There we go. Yeah, dogs, <laughs> they're, I got one sleeping right there. Luckily, he's not farting. Oh, and he moved. Okay. <laughs> he's always farting in this room. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> that is it for us, you guys. We're going to be gone until the first week of January. But I want to end things off by saying thank you so much for listening to all of our shows, seeing those listens from across the world, especially the reviews. Reviews. Especially the reviews. They're just fantastic. All the interactions we get. I appreciate it so much. So from all of us here at Geek Freaks, thank you very much for being a part of the community. Come and join us everywhere. Always willing to chat. And uh, that is it for us this year. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.